Hey everybody, before we get into the show, I wanted to let you know we've got another live show coming up. We will be back at Maya Cinemas on Thursday, May 23rd for Furiosa, the latest in the Mad Max series. We are so excited for this one. Joining me to talk about it, we've got Sam Novak, Shahab Zargari, and Tony Gonzalez. A great lineup. It's going to be an awesome movie. We are so excited to talk about it. So make sure to check the show notes. There are opportunities to win tickets. You could also buy tickets. And we hope to see you there Thursday, May 23rd, 6 p.m. at Maya Cinemas for Furiosa. Welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And today on the show, we are talking about a major superhero movie, although it's one that's not doing very well, and that's kind of a shame. We're talking about Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn, which is, of course, the Harley Quinn spinoff solo movie, which is actually kind of a team-up movie with this uh, group of female superheroes called the Birds of Prey. Or Actually, are, are they villains? You know, I still don't even know. I mean, uh, the the... The conceit of Suicide Squad, which was the first movie with uh, Harley Quinn in it, was that these are all villains. So is are the Birds of Prey villains? I Honestly, I watched the movie just two days ago, and I don't know. I don't think they are. I think they're heroes. I think it's just Harley. I, you know what? Clearly, I am a little bit lost. But what I do know is that you should have gone and seen this movie. I don't like that it's flopping as hard as it is. I, I didn't love the movie. I thought it was pretty good, uh, but it should not be flopping like this. And it's a shame because it's just going to give more fodder to these awful nerds online who love to spout hate constantly. So go see this damn movie. All right. And then come back and listen to this conversation I've got coming up here with Chad Clinton Freeman, who I originally was thinking that I would maybe get a female co-host for this episode, but Chad is such a big DC super fan that I got to have him on every DC related movie that comes out. So, you know, there's going to be lots of great coverage by female film critics that you should go check out about this movie and get their opinions on it. But here you're going to get to hear Chad, a DC super fan, uh, talk about the movie and talk about some great puzzle pieces. He's got a big list of puzzle pieces, man, like three times as many as I came to this episode with. But anyway, we're going to get into that in a second. I do want to remind you, please make sure you are subscribed to Piecing It Together on your podcast app of choice. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser if you enjoy this show. And of course, follow us on social media at PiecingPod. And uh, one last thing, I want to get a quick plug in next week. February 17th, it's a Monday, 7 p.m., the Golden Tiki. We're doing a live episode of Bird Road Podcast, my other podcast. It's all about culture and politics. It's going to be a fun show. If you're here in Las Vegas, you should be there. It's a free show. Golden Tiki, February 17th, 7 p.m. All right, let's get into the conversation about Birds of Prey. All right, so... We have got with us today our resident DC Extended Universe (laughs) expert, Mr. Chad Clint Freeman. How's it going, Chad? (laughs) Well, it's 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 going. Um, I um, 
we'll we'll say before we get going um you know we're recording uh, it is oscar day um it sure is and uh birds of prey which we're going to discuss is uh, doing poorly at the box office so uh i am a little bit down today um mm. i'm feeling a little uh, ticked off at uh you know the public <laughs> feel it's like there's shame. some sexism going on here um but before we get into this, I wanted to say, uh, top right off the bat, mm-hmm. uh, Honey Boy is on Amazon Prime right now. Anybody that <laughs> hasn't watched it, fantastic movie from yes. an Israeli woman director named mm-hmm. Alma Harrell. So everybody yep. check that out. And of Absolutely. course, listen to our episode afterwards. <laughs> Yes, there you go. Good plug right there. I like it. (laughs) But yeah, we are going to be talking about Birds of Prey, and uh, it is unfortunately flopping pretty hard at the box office, which is, it's a shame because uh, I I know we've already talked a little bit about it before we hit record here, but I know you liked it more than I did. I did like it, though, certainly enough for this to do well. I, you know, like, it's really a shame that it's doing so badly, and I, I don't get it. I do think there is is some of that that sexism you mentioned i think that that plays into this somewhat i also think suicide squad was one of the worst movies ever that i've ever seen and so that plays into it a little bit too uh but but it but still but still (laughs) a worse movie though aquaman made way more money than suicide squad and then you had joker make so much money so i just thought that i mean automatically it was going to be a home run but yeah so. You say worst movie, Aquaman. I say best movie ever made, Aquaman. Tomato, tomato. Um, but uh, <laughs> well, that's not today's conversation. Today is Birds of Prey, uh, and we're going to get into some puzzle pieces about this. Uh, it's kind of a spinoff, kind of a sequel, but also kind of its own new right. thing. It's it's almost like they're trying to just move on because they know a lot of people. They're, you know, uh, Suicide Squad is not without its fans, but right. they know people were not generally happy with it, and I think they wanted to kind of turn a new page, especially with the success DC has had since then. I mean, right. they obviously had a real uphill battle, and then these last few have really knocked it out of the park for them. Uh, so... I'd say I know you have a ton of puzzle pieces. <laughs> I, I joked yes. with you earlier that we should implement a three for you, one for me rule, but we won't exactly go like that. But why don't we jump in? Because I know we're going to have a lot to get through. Why don't we get to your first one or two or however many you want to put together? So, pieces? So, so here's the thing. I do have a ton of notes, um, mm-hmm. lots and lots of ideas. Um, from from this movie um and i think i mean a lot of it um can be kind of uh lumped together uh so mm-hmm. we don't necessarily have to per se go and and you know a bunch at a time or anything um i'll start off with though um a, a movie that i think is very underrated that uh i think this movie really as far as comic book films goes back to it in a lot of ways and that's mm-hmm. actually the 1984 supergirl movie um mm. the supergirl movie i actually rewatched it recently um i loved it as a kid i had not seen it since then i was 10 at the time so i mean uh you know you go back and you watch things that you watched when you were 10 they don't always live up to how, how great they were then um sure. it's it's a good movie and i mean for the time it's actually 
I would say as far as her character, uh, pretty groundbreaking. Um, I mean, it was the first woman comic book movie, the first woman big budget movie. And I think this movie, it kind of uh, parallels it in, in several ways. One is the villains in Supergirl actually their home is in an abandoned like uh, amusement park and mm. they live in like this fun house, um, uh, haunted house, uh, you know, something along those lines. Um, and you know, you've got, you're basically uh, finale in this film t- uh, takes place in an amusement park in a, you know, fun house. And uh, you know, it was uh, some sort of, headquarters for joker and uh harley quinn mm-hmm. so I, I i think not only that side of it but the fact that supergirl you had a character that th- in it there is a love interest it, it did it did go into that cliche of oh well there has to be a love interest sure, um but at yeah. the same time supergirl definitely stands on her own um she does not have anybody else like pushing her along or helping her along originally uh superman was actually supposed to be in the film uh christopher reeve was supposed to actually come in um and there was going to be an element to where he uh loses his powers and supergirl actually saves superman but Mm. after superman 3 it was a big disappointment it, it, it was a flop, and Christopher Ree was uh, sort of uh, pissed off at the time about uh, what the studios had uh, done with the character, that he really stepped away from Superman, and, and that's why we got Supergirl, and that's why right. we got the movie that we got. And, and in a lot of ways, I think maybe without Superman in it, um, it, it does make it a stronger movie and more of a feminist movie, kind of the way this one um makes harley a character you know a stronger character than she was in suicide squad because in suicide squad there's not you know joker it it is the harley show and joker is there though but she is still under his thumb and so this one she really breaks uh away from him you know and even goes against him uh, mm-hmm. by blowing up the uh, chemical factory. So, I mean, I, I, I just see in a lot of ways, uh, Supergirl as being something that definitely laid the foundation uh, to get to the point to where we are with this film. Um, sure. And also I, I would think if you were going back and looking at superhero uh, movies, I see Superman, the movie with Christopher Reeve as something that influenced one Roman and also Co- Captain Marvel. And I would see Supergirl as one that influenced this one. Sure. Yeah, it's funny. People don't bring this movie up very often. Yeah, I, I always forget. I always forget there was one. Quite frankly, <laughs> like I, I think of the uh, the TV show and stuff. But uh, you yeah, know, when people talk about like the history of of women fronted, uh, right. you know, action movies or comic book movies, people never really bring it up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah, Helen definitely. Slater. I mean, Helen Slater. I loved loved her as a kid. I I still do because she did this and she did the Legend of Billie Jean. I loved both that movie as well. Um, and I've rewatched both of them in recent years, and they still hold up really great. I mean, Helen Slater was very much uh, like a, a feminist, uh, you know, a movie star uh, at the time, especially if you go back and you look at those movies that those were made in the 80s. So, Awesome. Well, uh, I am going to go with my first puzzle piece, which is Deadpool 2. Uh, which I specifically to uh, for multiple reasons. Um, first of all, we've 
I, I think this movie probably would have done a little bit better if it was just called Harley Quinn. And it was about Harley Quinn 100%, which it really kind of right. is. But but certainly, you know, the trailers didn't make it seem like it was going to be. They made it seem like it was going to be about this team up, the Birds of Prey. Right. Um, Deadpool 2 is set up as a team movie for for this whole X-Force reveal, uh, which ends up not even being really what it's about. But, you know, it, it's kind of a weird... Uh, almost bait-and-switch kind of situation where it ends up being about one thing when it's, you know, kind of planning it out to be about something else. Right. Uh, I, I think most people have no idea who the Birds of Prey are and maybe still don't, even after seeing the right, movie. Right, right. You know, it's such an attacked-on thing. Uh, but, yeah, that that's kind of the way they handled X-Force and Deadpool 2. But then also just the bad guy being after the kid who has the thing that the bad guy needs to do the thing that the bad guy needs. And so, and so our right. hero has to, has to protect that kid the whole time. So I think there, there's a lot structurally with Deadpool 2 that is very similar to the way that they handled putting together this Harley Quinn movie. Yeah, no, I, and, and I agree with you. I, I think it, I, one of the things that I did think about this film is that, it, that, that the title is a misstep in, in many ways. Um, Birds of Prey is not a good title for it. Um, Birds of Prey uh, fans I think they're confused by this movie because here's the thing is that Harley Quinn is not a part of the birds of prey. So the fact that it's a Harley Quinn movie and she's in it, um, like for example, the, the, the TV show birds of prey, um, Harley Quinn was the villain that the birds of prey were fighting against. Um, and so it's, it's definitely very, very confusing. It's confusing for, uh, fans of birds of prey. It's, uh, confusing for, uh, you know, fans of Harley Quinn. It's also confusing for people that don't really know much about either um, as to what it's about. Um, I think that the way the movie operates, though, I think it's it's pretty brilliant because it is a, uh, you know, genesis of Birds of Prey. Um, and they can definitely uh, get their own movie now and i don't think it's going to happen though after <laughs> this movie yeah, pops. so so again that's one of those kind of missteps in a way um that a studio does thinking too far ahead um but uh yeah the, the title is uh, a, 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 a it's weakest point for me um that being said i i knew you were going to bring up deadpool <laughs> Yes, <laughs> I uh, I uh, have not seen the second Deadpool. I was not a fan of the first Deadpool. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, and Deadpool in general, as far as uh, Harley Quinn, uh, you know, actually uh, breaking the wall and talking to the audience, totally, um, yeah, uh, and and just the uh, the whole aspect of you know it it being about having fun and uh, it coming from you know in the in the case of of deadpool he's just a uh, uh i don't know how to describe him um i he's a wise ass and sure. harley is a you know basically i mean here's the thing about harley. it's a similar thing yeah yeah but she's she's a chaotic person like you yes. know i mean she's she really is like uh she has mental issues uh she's a brilliant person but at the same time she she has uh issues and yeah she's very Definitely. very hyper and chaotic and it's just you know uh, uh, like 
unable to be like contained. Uh, so, I mean, there, <laughs> there are some similarities, but also some differences. So, yeah, For I mean, sure. um, definitely, um, even though I hadn't seen Deadpool 2, sounds like what you were hitting on uh Definitely sounds like it's a, a good piece uh, for this. Specifically. What do you got for your next piece? For my next one, I'm going to go with another, what I would say is a classic uh, for me, comic book movie uh, about a, a woman uh, superhero, I guess you would say. Uh, and that's tank girl. So uh, mm -hmm. tank girl. Um, it's, um, I would say Harley Quinn is a lot like uh, her as a as a character. Of course, 1995, uh, and I'm not even sure exactly how you say her name, but Rachel uh, Talela, I think that's how her name is, the, the director. Um, so woman directed a comic book movie back in 1995, very, very much uh, groundbreaking, very much overlooked um, to these days. I, it does have, you know, a cult following. There are people like me that love it. Um, and I think that with, uh, well, I, I was... I was feeling that the interest in it, it would kind of get a, a, a comeback because there was talk of Margot Robbie doing a Tank Girl movie after this one. We'll see what actually happens with Harley and then also with any other projects like Tank Girl after sure. this disappointing uh, <laughs> box office. It's a bummer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, a Tank Girl, um, again, as a, a character, she she plays by her own rules. Uh, you know, she's a rebel. Uh, she's also very... Uh, colorful and uh you know um one of the things i loved about harley and this one is she really got to play dress up uh suicide squad she basically had one outfit and she kind of stuck to it uh, and of course sure. it was very much for the guys uh watching the movie i think <laughs> yeah i think that's a fair uh, assessment <laughs> You definitely see the difference between a woman directing uh, Harley Quinn and then a a a, a, a guy in, in Suicide Squad. So David Ayer, Suicide Squad. Here, uh, uh, Kathy Yan, um, yeah. I believe her name, um, and uh, she gets to be a girly girl, and she gets to be all kinds of uh, different, uh, you know, dress up and uh, colorful and fun, and playful, um, and a lot like a, a Tank Girl in that way. Um, also with Tank Girl, you had a, you know, song and dance number, um, that was a lot of fun and just kind of there. Um, and in here it works a little bit better because it's, uh, actually in her head, the whole Marilyn Monroe bit. Um, but, uh, it, it very much, I think Black Mask, uh, Ian McGregor, his character, he sort of reminds me of, uh, the villain in Tank Girl as well, uh, which was oh, played yeah. by Malcolm McDowell. Um, even McGregor has always kind of had that Malcolm McDowell sort of vibe to him for me for totally. some reason. Um, at which I, I could go ahead and bring up another puzzle piece, which is A Clockwork Orange. That's um, on my list too. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, Clockwork Orange, definitely because of the, uh, you know, the, the, the look of the sets, the, uh, the wacky like art, uh, decor um, in the uh, you know the hideout at the end the the fun house and then also mm -hmm. the black mask his uh, 
you know, a strip joint is kind of a lot like, uh, like the milk bar and mm. uh, a clockwork orange. Uh, also, but yeah, also I mean, the, uh, also the, like the gleefulness in which these people are like just causing chaos. You yeah, know? no, no, you're right. Yeah. The, the whole anarchy aspect of it as well. Yeah. yeah. I, I, it's strange to say, but there is a weird, uh, like coolness to, uh, some of the parts on the clockwork orange where they are just like beating up people for no reason. And <laughs> you just see them kind of walking down the street, which is kind of something that, you know, uh, Tarantino played with, with reservoir dogs. Um, I think you get a little bit of that, like that fun and, and, and gleefulness of, of, you know, committing chaos definitely, uh, with these characters. Um, totally. but yeah, so, All right, so there well, you go. Uh, I knocked out two. Yeah, absolutely. Including one from my short list of puzzle pieces. <laughs> Sorry about that. Damn it, Chad. <laughs> well, I I will uh, I'll bring up another one along the way. You just mentioned Tarantino, and of course, I'm going to bring up the Kill Bill movies. Yeah. Um. Of course, we got these just badass ass kicking women as heroes, you know. Uh. But then also all of like the character intros, especially the Huntress uh, intro, was so reminiscent of the Oranishi uh, storyline in Kill Bill. Um, but yeah, I mean, there, there's so much of that, that just heavily stylized violent action, uh, you know, from sexy women, you know, <laughs> which is so, so much what Kill Bill is. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. And, and if you think about it, Kill Bill, um, as far as like action women movies, like, big mainstream movies where you had a total just badass woman that she was the main character. Um, I mean, I, I, you can't really think of any that came before, especially that are specifically like uh, fighting and uh, using sure. their, their hands, um, you know, martial arts. Uh, there, there is not a lot, especially in a uh comic booky cartoony kind of way as well um Absolutely. which uh this definitely does um in general i i think uh, tarantino is a a big influence here uh one of the things i actually read was originally the working script for this film was fox force five which of course is the movie in pulp fiction that yeah. uh, Uma Thurman uh, is talking about with the, the pilot. Um, so that was supposedly the working title for this film. Um, so obviously from the get-go of writing, there was a lot of uh, uh, Tarantino influence. Of course, you've got the uh, chaotic narrative with the film you know, being told out of order. Gives it sort of a Guy Ritchie vibe as well yeah. um, in that way. Um, but, but yeah, totally. Um, I was trying to think also of like, you know, just good movies with cool, like women action scenes. Um, and I was actually struggling, especially just going back, trying to, to figure out, you know, something besides Kill Bill. Uh, but, um, mm -hmm. I was thinking of the, the, the Steven Soderbergh movie, uh, Haywire. Uh, which uh, is actually uh, Gina Carano, um, sure, uh, yeah. the 2011 uh, film. Um, that one, it, that the violence is more grounded because I mean Gina Carano, I mean she is a badass herself. Um, but there's still some of that cool uh, stunts, uh, 
fighting and action. Maybe uh, throw uh, maybe throw Atomic Blonde in with that as well. Yeah, yeah, that would be definitely one uh, more recent Atomic Blonde. Yeah, because um, and 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 I would agree that Atomic Blonde um, it, it is definitely more toward that direction. Um, but at the same time, um, like there there's almost this Jackie Chan side to this movie at times. Um, yeah, or or a movie like The Raid, uh, just like really cool action. I know there's probably one movie that you're going to mention, um, so I'm not going to say anything about it. But uh, that we've had in more <laughs> recent years. Uh, but the I was going to sure. say Jackie Chan had to have been an influence as well. Um, and I would just, as far as I was trying to think specifically, like the because the the motorcycle and the skate scene, I thought was really really cool. I really really mm-hmm. loved that. Uh, that whole thing that totally made me think of Jackie Chan. Um, and I, I was, I know there were some things in police story involving a motorcycle. I couldn't think of anything. I mean, it's almost like I've seen somebody do those, that exact type of thing where being pulled by a motorcycle on skates, but I couldn't think of anything but police story. And then Chinese Zodiac is another one of Jackie Chan's where he is actually on, um, uh, skates he's, he's actually uh on the like laying down skates um okay. but uh those were two of his films that i specifically thought of that had some uh stunts that were sort of similar in that but not only that scene there there's the scene though where they're fighting in front of the car and then the car is being pulled into the the, the fight itself um also just kind of has that jaggy tan element to it so really really fun uh to me to see you know um a a mainstream movie and a and a movie uh with a woman uh involved in these action stunts and the woman being uh you know a total badass so totally totally yeah and and you know i think i actually did see an article that that said that Jackie Chan was uh, where where the director Kathy Ann said that Jackie Chan was a, an influence on on some of these action moments. So that to- that totally makes sense. Um, so I might as well jump to the piece that you were hinting at there, which I'm <laughs> I'm pretty sure would be John Wick. Uh, <laughs> Which I know, we all know how much you don't like these movies. Uh, I absolutely love them. And of course, uh, it's also well known that the the stunt choreographers right. and fight choreographers were brought on to do a little bit of punching up for this movie right. and to, to, to up the ante with some of these action sequences. And not only does it show, because these are some of the best action fighting sequences I've seen in any comic book movie, honestly, uh, but they're very reminiscent of that that john wick style uh it's very clear that it's the same choreographers i think and and i think it's better for it i think it really was a smart move and i i I think we haven't gotten a chance to see women do these kinds of moves as much uh you know the last john wick movie with all the stuff halle berry's doing is just so insanely awesome and uh so it's great to see more of that kind of stuff happening on screen yeah, no, the action scenes they 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 are really fantastic. Uh, the other thing with John Wick though is that you do have the the whole dog element as well, where uh, yes. she thinks uh, you know maybe Bruce is dead. Um, but uh, which, which I think this movie would have been better if they did more with that hyena or whatever it is. It, um, it was such a such a cool touch for her to have that, and right. they sh- they should have gotten that involved in some of the action. 
And 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 here's the thing is uh it may be something you're not aware of, but that actually goes back to the the original um animated series uh that she was in because oh, she, yeah. yeah, her character's origins, she actually had uh two hyenas. Um so that's a nod to that. Um nice. but yeah, um I uh I th- I think to, for me, the movie there there definitely is a lot squeezed into it, but for me it really it really worked. Uh, doing that. Um, so I think they definitely did approach it to, I mean, there's so many things that they could have focused more on, but I think right. they, they totally did go for, let's throw everything in and, and kind of see what works. Yeah. Um, it, feel, it feels like three scripts that were like kind of cherry picked to, to put together into something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and in that way, that's the thing. Cause I, I, myself, I, I like Suicide Squad. I don't hate Suicide Squad. I feel mm-hmm. this movie kind of has that same energy of Suicide Squad, especially the opening of this film with the music cues and everything reminds me mm-hmm. a lot of the beginning of Suicide Squad and the way it works. So um, I enjoyed this as a sequel to Suicide Squad and feel that um, you know they were able to improve on what they did there, um, which I feel in a lot of ways was throwing a lot of things, uh, you know, on the table and just trying to figure out what worked. Um, Let's keep every last thing that we threw on the table. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing goes. Let's keep it all. And by the way, uh, speaking of the musical cues, uh, to to our uh, listeners who are in our popcorn and puzzle pieces group, uh, I'm going to promise right here, right now, that Chad isn't going to post any more selections from the soundtrack going forward. Uh, You're going to promise that, huh? (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. If you really need to, you can do it. Uh, so <laughs> it's a great soundtrack i've been listening to it i mean it's it's a lot of fun i mean that's the thing it's the movie fine. the movie top to bottom is just fun i think mm-hmm. so i do um, i do think it strikes a better balance than suicide squad uh as far as that because there's you know obviously the it seems like the the goal is is reaching a certain level of obnoxiousness with, with suicide squad and this and I, but I think it does it in in a more palatable way in this movie I, I think it I, I I don't know how to really describe that I just think that that it does a better job of of going there without it being too much well so I, what what I think is it it, it filters it through harley quinn so yeah since it's filtered through her it makes sense that it's chaotic mm. um i mean you know to go back to tank girl tank girl is a chaotic movie a very hyper movie and uh, i know at the time uh, a lot of people didn't like it because of the you know it's very much in that natural born killers kind of editing type of way um mm. that it really it kind of you know, keeps you, you can't settle in. Um, and I think whenever you filter it through somebody who themselves is off balance, it, it definitely works a lot better. Whereas Suicide Squad, it's like, it's kind of like, you know, uh, there, there, there is no lead to, to, to hold your hand through it all. So sure. um, I think that that's part of the, the problem with that movie. That, that movie has a terrible script. So yeah. <laughs> um, I will say that. But I do like Suicide Squad. So um, I was going to say, because you said some of the best, uh, you know, action we've seen in the comic book movie. I will disagree with you there. I will say it is up there. But uh, the fight scenes, 
specifically the the scene where uh, she goes and breaks uh, the kid out of jail reminded me of uh, Watchmen. It reminded me of mm. the prison breakout scene in Watchmen. Um, so I definitely, some of the fight scenes are reminiscent, I feel, of uh, Zack Snyder as well, specifically Watchmen, specifically Sucker Punch. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, those were ones that I had written down. Um, one of the yeah, other. I th thought about including Sucker Punch on my list as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, and, and again, though, um, showing you a difference between um, the vision of a male director and a female director, uh, Sucker mm -hmm. Punch, lots of, uh, you know, uh, male gaze, lots of uh, eye candy. I mean, this is the first thing when we walked out of this movie um, that I said, uh, I, I was I was really surprised at the difference of the the film. What this did, I felt like, was kind of um, it's more in line with Captain Marvel. I mean, even 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 Wonder Woman, that film is very mm -hmm. uh, uh, about her being sexualized and being because I think I think Zack Snyder as producer had his hands all over that film. And right. I'm not bad mouthing him in any way because I do love him. But I think that this one, since Margot Robbie was basically the, you know, she's the one that got this movie made. She is yeah. the 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 producer behind it. Um, and then uh, Kathy Ann, I think, came in and really took control of it. And I think the fact that you actually had two women that were spearheading spearheading this film it shows you so much different as far as like uh everything all the way down to wardrobe as mm -hmm. opposed to something like sucker punch which uh, you know was a guy's project or sure. wonder woman which was you know a a guy with a lot of influence over it so um i th i think uh that that is though one of the important reasons why we do need you know women doing these kinds of movies because it does give Definitely. a different perspective it does give a totally different movie um harley quinn um totally not at all sexualized in this film uh in any way whereas suicide squad she was quite a bit uh so i mean it's a it's a it's a big difference um and at the same time it's it's an, this one's R rated, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's it, interesting. It cuts loose. It's R rated. So I mean, um, it is it is uh, pretty pretty crazy to think about. Um, now, a puzzle piece that um, I thought of, and then I, I actually saw that she had said this as well. But there were actually two exact moments that I saw in the movie, and I was like, okay, uh, the professional, um, mm. the the whole thing with the little girl. Um, there's specifically a scene with the girl when um, Black Canary first meets her and the girl's on the stairs and the parents are up fighting. Um, very professional. And then the totally. scene where Harley and the girl are leaving and Harley has collected like some of her uh, valuables and they're walking and they go over the hill. There's a scene in the professional that's a, a lot like that as well. Um, so, and I, and I did read that she did specifically say that, uh, professional was an influence of hers and, uh, I got a whole bunch of stuff here. Um, do you, <laughs> do, you, do you, do you, uh, have any, uh, other pieces here to, I've got two more. Okay. Okay. Um, I mean, we might as well get a really, really obvious one out of okay. the way. Uh, and that is Joker. 
Um, you know, we we right. are we are seeing DC take on these uh, you know, these basically not hero characters right. and putting them front and center, uh, you know, uh, making them the protagonist of these movies. These these characters who really when you come down to it are these you know, murderous, you know, characters that they've got clearly have some kind of mental illness and, you know, putting them front and center and making them the, uh, the hero of their own story. And, uh, and it's definitely a interesting, uh, you know, way to go forward. Uh, Of course, like we said, this movie is flopping hard. I don't know if we're going to continue to see stuff like this, but then again, after the insane success of Joker, uh, you know, it kind of balances out. I think we probably will see more villains right. as as heroes in more future movies. Uh, maybe it'll just be male ones. Yeah, it'll, <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be white male. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, so get ready for Lex Luthor. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. What, what's happening? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, Joker is definitely, I think, uh, on the list of puzzle pieces. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. Um, I, I, here's the thing, though, is that uh, I, I feel if you take all the, the you know, the DC uh, films since Man of Steel, I think that people are finally critics and also fans are finally warming up to what they're doing. I I don't feel that they're really doing anything different than they've been doing from the start. Um, They've, they've been taking chances. They're, they're trying to, um, you know, um, change things up instead of just doing more of the same. That was the problem that people weren't ready for a, a, a different Superman. Um, mm. and people weren't ready. People weren't ready for Superman who kills. They weren't ready for Batman who kills. They just mm. weren't ready for it. Um, and, uh, I think, uh, this one, it fits in nicely with, with the rest of the other films. But yeah, the fact that this is, uh, going with, uh, you know, uh, basically uh harley quinn it's it's her show and uh you know yeah she's she's a bad guy uh of course they they totally um turn her into you know um harley quinn is is a misunderstood character more so though than a bad you know and a misguided i would say person well, i mean she does kill lots of people yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> a, a character though that also came to mind um like Harley Quinn and also uh, this movie, the, just the way that it made me feel when I got out of it, very similar to uh-huh. the, this film when I first saw it. That's actually Rob Zombie's House of a Thousand Corpses. Um, oh. When I first saw House of a Thousand Corpses, I was just like, wow, this movie's like they took all of these things that I love and they threw them in a blender and they dumped it out and was like, here it is. And I kind of feel like this movie does that in many ways. I mean, there's so many just like cool elements in this film. It's like it's it's just brimming with uh, colors and brimming with like uh punk and 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 like rockabilly flavor just Mm -hmm. like independent spirit um it's just brimming in a different way because house of thousand corpses is just very dark underground crying house this one though is also very uh much uh has a lot of that uh like i would say grindhouse kind of spirit and i can talk about that a little bit more in a minute but um the character of uh, uh, you know baby 
by uh, Firefly in uh, House sure. of Thousand Corpses. She's a lot like Harley Quinn. Of course, she uh, um, is more of a sexualized character, but she's still very much, she's a deadly, but also very cutesy and girly um, and uh, just very, I, w- I would say a, a very much a brat and a sassy kind of gal uh, where wh- what I mean by that is that they um, get their way and they know how to get their way and they're going to get their way. Uh, even if it's throwing a fit or if it's having to cut somebody's throat uh, <laughs> and, and they like to pretend that they don't want to be in control, but they want to be in control. So that's, that's the thing with her and Joker is that um, she's always, I think thought that she was pulling the strings of Joker. And of course, Joker has always thought that he's pulling the strings with her. And that's that conflict mm-hmm. that they have, but also that uh, can't live without the other one sort of uh, thing they have going on. But yeah, the, uh, baby firefly, uh, uh, Sherry moon zombies uh, character. Um, and um, I, I, Never did see three fails, so I don't know how that character moved along. But uh, definitely in the first one, and also uh, in Devil's Rejects, I, I think a lot like uh, Harley Quinn. Um, and uh, like I said, the the whole also just throwing lots of different fun things into a blender and dumping it out. Um, think that plays in, in a lot of ways because. Um, one of the things that I was thinking about with this movie is how it it isn't totally, but it it, it does get there. It's a girl gang movie, you know. Um, mm-hmm. It's a team up. They they eventually are a badass girl gang that you know have this convert confrontation that's sort of out of like it could almost be a zombie movie or a vampire movie, even you know the mm-hmm. the ending. It could be uh, from Dust Till Dawn or Dawn of the Dead. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. Where they just got all these people that are coming and coming and they just have to beat the shit out of them. So right. I was just thinking about <laughs> girl gangs and girl, great girl gang movies. And that's something that's very much um, been like a staple for, you know, underground films and, and grindhouse movies. And yeah, I, it is and a big I, grindhouse I, thing. And I wrote down a ton of things and I, I want to make sure all of these are puzzle pieces though. So I'm just going to go. Through them. So, <laughs> okay. So you got in 1965, you've got Russ Myers, faster pussycat kill, kill 1968. You got Herschel Gordon Lewis's uh, she devils on wheels. 1973. You got Ted V. Michaels, the doll squad, which also actually inspired Charlie's angels, the TV show. Um, 1975, you got Jack Hill's Switchblade Sisters, um, Albert Pune in 1986, Fish's Lips. Um, of course, then starting to go more mainstream, you got 1996, The Craft, Set It Off, uh, and then bringing us uh, even more up to date, you had Death Proof, again with Quentin Tarantino, and sure. then Ghostbusters in 2016, and we all know how that turned out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Can we throw uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back in the in the mix? <laughs> <laughs> we can always throw that into the mix. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but yeah, that's a great little list of girl gang movies. Yeah, that is some well researched uh, uh, puzzle pieces right there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this movie I, I, for me was a, a lot of fun, and just thinking about the movie, the more I think about it, the more I like it. Because I mean, it's it's very much. 
it is a a uh, it's a it's a feminist movie. It is, um, and it is a a movie um, about a sh a character becoming their own person, and then about a character working together with other like misfit characters, and them just kind of putting their differences aside and 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 doing what they have to do. And it and it's not something that's forced like Suicide Squad. Um, there's no Oh, we're family. And they're not really family. There, there was nothing, you know, <laughs> like that in here. Uh, right. There was no, there was no, oh, so what are we like? Birds of prey? You know, there was no, <laughs> there was no great dialogue like that in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. No. So, um, I mean, it's still, I think a lot of people uh, say that this movie did not flow well for them. But for, but for me, it worked. I, I actually like that in the heat of the moment that, Hey, we we've got to we've got to work together. We've got to do this. Um, yeah. And and like I said, it, that felt in in many ways also very um, uh, almost grindhouse because uh, that that's something that they do in martial arts movies. That's something that they do in um, horror movies. Again, uh, zombie movies, vampire movies. You know, I mean, it's it's not like in a. I mean, the the one I can think of is Batman v Superman, where you have batman and superman and then wonder woman shows up it's kind of like that where it's just like and and, and and i think maybe people want more of the team up building as opposed to boom we're all here we better do this but i like that i like the you know just kind of coming together as opposed to a forced uh group mm -hmm. yeah that that is it is a, a tough thing because I feel like most of the movies that try to jump right into the team they just seem to fall flat every time. I I think Marvel uh, has its work cut out for them with this Eternals movie that's coming out at the end of the year uh, to to start the the next big phase of their movies with six new characters or whatever eight new characters. Right. That's it's going to be tough, man. Uh, they, 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 it's could be their first major failure as far as I'm concerned, but I guess we'll see what happens. So. See, and I'm kind of excited for it. So of course, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So any other uh, pieces to add to the list before we do the finished puzzle? Well, I, I did want to say, uh, for sure. Uh, cause I looked her up, uh, Renee moneymaker, uh, was the stunt double for, um, Margot Robbie. I just, I, again, the action scenes in this are absolutely fantastic. Um, and evidently she was actually the stunt double for, uh, Brie Larson and Captain Marvel as well. So, oh. I mean, she's, she, she, she obviously is a, a badass and, uh, knows what she is doing. Um, I would say specifically snatch. I did mention Guy Ritchie, but I would specifically right. say snatch, uh, one that it's a diamond and then also just the way that it is, uh, out of order. And then also it even does the classic Guy Ritchie, uh, trademark that I love where it actually rewinds and then retells you. So, um, right, right. I, I would say snatch for sure. Um, also, uh, speaking of, uh, Grindhouse, uh, Underground, um, I thought of, uh, the, uh, I think it was 72 or 73 movie Unholy Rollers, which is actually a, um, a, a roller derby movie, uh, about a, a woman who 
she quits her job. She's tired of like her, her sexist boss. So she quits her job and she gets a job on a roller derby team. I didn't know you can make money doing this, but uh, she gets a job <laughs> on a roller derby team and she's the new girl. So nobody really wants her there because everybody's trying to keep their place. And long story short, she ends up being just too, like too much of a rebel to even be on the roller derby team. Uh, and she actually mm -hmm. ends up, not even being on the team at the end of the movie. So um, it's just a story about finding yourself and, and, and not necessarily that being a part of something is, is what you need to do. You might think that you want to do that and then you try it, but it might necessarily be your thing. Um, and I just mm -hmm. think uh, a lot of ways, just a lot of that spirit to this film. Um, uh, more recent films I thought of uh, spring breakers, the a girl gang movie as well of course they had the guy lead, leading them but um the visuals of spring breakers you know the yeah for sure yeah. a lot of sparkles yes yes <laughs> um the purge uh the, the visuals of the purge itself mm -hmm. um especially the fact that you had all of uh the guys at the end, the gang that come to get them, they're all wearing masks, which I love sure. that. Um, I loved not only the, the motorcycle scene, but I did love that whole scene at the end in the, the fun house where, where they beat up all the guys. Um, and the other thing I did definitely want to mention were I was thinking of specific like feminist movies that we don't necessarily view as like feminist movies or that just kind of fell through the radar for whatever reason. Um, and I thought of clueless, the Amy Heckerling 1995 movie, um, sure. uh, you know, uh, Alicia Silverstone, which I love her. Uh, and she's a very, uh, you know, girly girl and, uh, Harley has that aspect of her too, that whole makeup and uh, a lot of fourth wall breaking too. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and also, you know, that movie's uh, just mostly about, you know, you being you, you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, the other one, actually I thought of Madonna because of the, uh, the, you know, the whole Marilyn Monroe bit um, mm -hmm. and uh, Madonna uh, desperately seeking Susan. Uh, the 1985 movie, uh, which was directed by uh, Susan uh, Sadelman. Uh, and that's about, uh, you know, uh, it was Rosanna Arquette. And it's about a uh, housewife, a bored housewife who, you know, longs for more. And then she ends up like uh, basically getting amnesia. Of course, that's something they always did in the 80s. <laughs> 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 and, and it ends up kind of this like kind of trading places almost type thing with Madonna's character. Um, and uh, it, it, it's very much, you know, uh, very 80s punky New York uh, graffiti sort of uh, vibe. Um, and uh, she ends up, you know, just uh, kind of finding herself uh, being this free spirit. Uh, the other one I wanted to mention was actually animated, the movie Brave, the 2012 movie, which actually co-directed by Brenda Chapman. Um, so I'm hitting on some female directors here as well. I wanted to make sure and do that. Uh, Brave, uh, of course, uh, the broke the princess mode and with Disney of uh, she didn't need a prince. Uh, and she goes off because uh, they're trying to force her to get married. And she goes mm -hmm. off to, uh, you know, be her own person, uh, discover herself. 
Um, and she was she was badass uh, with the bow and arrow, uh, which uh, you had the bow and arrow killer, uh, crossbow killer. <laughs> <laughs> of course, nobody called her that. They 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 oh, all called her hunters. But yes. uh, <laughs> yeah, so so that was my list. I think I did have some other things, but I I I think I got a lot of. Uh, what I was wanting to get to out of the way. I kind of feel like Harley Quinn kind of jumping around here, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that makes perfect sense. Uh, I, I feel like if I let him, ladies and gentlemen, he would go for at least another 20 puzzle pieces, but, um, <laughs> well, I do, well I do, I do have to put a work here. <laughs> so. Yeah. So we might as well wrap this thing up. Uh, so finish puzzle. Uh, let's see if I actually managed to write down everything that, that was brought up here. Uh, so we have Supergirl, Deadpool 2, Tank Girl, a Clockwork Orange, the Kill Bill movies, Haywire, Atomic Blonde, The Raid, Jackie Chan movies, including Police Story and Chinese Zodiac, the John Wick movies, Watchmen, Sucker Punch, The Professional, Joker, House of a Thousand Corpses, girl gang movies, including Faster Pussycat, Kill Kill, uh, She's Devil on Wheels, The Doll Squad, Switchblade Sisters, Vicious Lips, The Craft, Set It Off, Death Proof, Ghostbusters, Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, Captain Marvel, Guy Ritchie movies, especially Snatch, uh, Unholy Rollers, uh, Spring Breakers, The Purge, Clueless, Desperately Seeking Susan, and Brave. Did I miss anything, Chad? Ah, that sounds good to me. Hell yeah, I did it. Uh, only other one I like. I couldn't think of a specific movie for this, but I know I've seen it before. But the movie where there's like a gang, you know, and there's the the quiet, weird, dorky kind of one that like doesn't really say much until the end when it turns out is the most badass one. That that's Huntress, and that I've seen that before in other movies. Right, you know? right. Yeah, so I, I couldn't think of a good example though, but it's out there, I'm sure. <laughs> um, so hey, almost, uh, almost Breakfast Club in a way there. <laughs> yeah, sure, a little bit of that. Um, so yeah, I, I think we could wrap this thing up. Uh, you kind of got some of your closing thoughts in there before we got to the finished puzzle, but any any last things you wanted to mention about it? Um, uh, I, I mean, I, I loved it. Uh, it's, it's not my, my favorite of the DC movies. I mean, I was thinking of, uh, the ranking, I would put it like fifth, uh, mm -hmm. it could very well go up. I think this is a movie that is going to, uh, really resonate with, with some people and, and, and they're going to love it. I think, uh, like tank girl, uh, it'll be a film that, uh, I do enjoy, uh, going back to over and over and I may love it more and more, uh, each time. But, uh, I think, you know, the, I was very, very impressed with, uh, the handling of all these different elements. Um, and, uh, I think, uh, Kathy Ann, I'm a, a fan of hers instantly. Um, and of course, uh, Margot Robbie, uh, she, uh, fantastic. So yeah, no, I mean, I, I, uh, pretty much, I think, uh, touched on everything. Only other thing I wanted to mention is, uh, you know, we, we kind of jumped through them while going through the puzzle pieces, but m most, if not all of the cast is just really, really great. Uh, you know, some of the people you just mentioned, also Ethan Hawke, also Chris Messina. Um, and then of course, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, I mean, just, I think steals the movie. Uh, but there's just, there's so much so much having fun with this cast right. like everybody everybody is having such a blast making this thing uh i just wish more people would see it even though i didn't love it uh i wish more people would see it because it, it's definitely a movie worth seeing 
Yeah, I so wish people would go see it. I, people, people are sexist. They're terrible. I, that's my opinion. I mean, people are terrible <laughs> for a variety of reasons. Let's put it that way. <laughs> oh man! So you got you got your uh, your recommendation in at the beginning of the episode. Nope, nope, I, nope. I got another. Oh, one. You got, an, you I got, got another, another one. one. It okay, fits, okay, it fits. Okay. okay, all right, go for it. <laughs> so um, it's actually uh, on Amazon Prime as well. Um, it's a uh, documentary series. Um, it's called Ted Bundy Falling for a Killer. Um, it's directed by Trish Wood. Um, great, great, great uh, documentary. Um, and uh, what it is, is it looks at Ted Bundy from the perspective of the women. Uh, so it's mostly Elizabeth Kendall, who was his longtime girlfriend. It's mostly a movie about her relationship with Ted and uh, uh, her daughter as well. Uh, the daughter's relationship with Ted, uh, but it also talks to some of the women investigators that were on the case. It actually talks to some of the uh, survivors of Ted Bundy who have never been like interviewed on film. Um, so it's very, very uh, like from the perspective of, you know, the victims. Um, and uh, it's a, you know, you basically get the same Ted Bundy, um, but it's it definitely gives it a, a unique spin. It's fantastic. So I definitely recommend watching cool. it. All right. Sounds good. Well, Chad, uh, I'm glad uh, I'm glad we have a we got a new DC movie to talk about and get you on the show again, as always. Yes. But um, yeah, thanks as always for being here, man. All right. Well, thank you. I'm Christy. And I'm Jackie. And we are Killer Fun. We explore the intersection of crime and entertainment every other week. For as long as people have been communicating, they have been talking about who did what to whom, and is that socially acceptable? Because the boundaries of society, crime, and entertainment have always gone hand in hand. The more salacious, the weird, the better. From books and movies, to television shows and games, we look at how life and art imitate and inform one another. And we can't get together and not laugh. So let's face it, there's going to be laughing. <laughs> Killer fun is available anywhere you listen to podcasts. So join us. All right. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Chad about birds of prey. Uh, of course, Chad will be back in just a few months for wonder woman 1984, because we got to get Chad on all of the DC related episodes. Uh, so if you enjoy piecing it together, we would really appreciate it. If you'd rate and review us on Apple podcasts or pod chaser, of course, make sure you're subscribed on your podcast app of choice we're on all the major podcast apps and we've got a whole lot of new episodes coming your way over the next few weeks we got a bunch of them already recorded including now that we're through the oscars and through birds of prey uh starting from today forward we've got an episode on our most anticipated movies of the rest of 2020 it features chad clinton freeman again and it's got our buddy ryan darty uh it's a really fun episode it's coming up later this week and uh yeah i i, I do encourage you to give it a listen we get a new quite a few of the movies that are coming in the coming months and movies that i'm hoping we'll get to cover all of them here on the show so that does it for today. Uh, let's leave you guys with a piece of music as we always do. Let's go with a track that I think Harley Quinn would appreciate. It's a uh, song called Butterfly from my album Head Like Fire. There's a really cool music video for this uh, made by a dude named Tobias Steiner. Uh, it's a cool computer-generated imagery 
video thing that's just really awesome. It's available on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash music by David Rosen. You should check out that video. Uh, but the album also, Head Like Fire, it is available wherever music is available. And this track, Butterfly, is on that. So enjoy Butterfly, and we'll be back with more Piecing It Together coming up later this week. And all points west. 